0: I am Deborah Abyssalah and this is the podcast for the underdogs. My guests and I share our corporate journey as working class professionals and along the way we have some fun. Let's get into it and welcome to Deborah's Corporate Hard Talk. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deborah's Corporate Hard Talk. I am Deborah and I'm back with the fourth week of my review of The Apprentice. How have you all been guys? What's been going on? And I just hope that you've been doing well. Um, from my side, I've just been working, um, and you know, working and playing, you know. I think it's very, very important for us to work and play. Um it's almost end of the year so of course like you know work is busy and there's just a lot going on and stuff which is normal I guess. And yeah, um it's October and it's been a it's been a interesting month. Um life, family, you know, everything just comes to you all at once but you know, just keep your head above waters, that's what I say. You can only be who you are and you can only just try your best. Anyway, enough pep talk over there. So basically, week four of the Apprentice UK. Um, I personally I didn't find this episode episode that interesting. I remember just forcing myself to just focus, but I just didn't really find it interesting. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, as usual, they get a call and they have to go in and meet Lord Sugar, Lord Claude, and Karen. So they go into this like garage or some yeah like a garage like a bus garage or bus station or a junction i don't know they were in there and lord sugar gave them the task and the task was to manufacture electronic bikes now for me i thought oh very very interesting electronic bikes you know this is a good one and um it's gonna be fine so for team unison we had tommy Tommy, as the product manager and then for Empower we had um, Ahisha so the task was for them to go and manufacture a bike. So from the set go you know they were designing what they wanted to do um Unison they decided to do something for the mature market um and they called it boundary, yeah boundary, and um they designed it. So of course, um Tommy divided the team. So you had a sub leader who was Marianne or something, and they went on and they you know there was designing and um you know the process seemed a bit simple. You know they didn't you know I didn't sense much bickering this time around. But of course, in that team, you had Lottie in that team, and um, you know it was just—you know, she's all she's very dramatic that one, right? And um, it it wasn't. There were just you know I remember there was a scene where you know, they were deciding on what colours to have on the tyres, and all this stuff, and it was just like, okay, okay, carry on, and they went back and forth, back and forth, um, Lottie really stood her ground, and she did say that she wanted the bikes to be red, because they were gonna get muddy, and I'm just like, excuse me, people, the, do outdoor stuff they're not scared of mud mo- they're not scared of muds. so i don't know where you're getting this from like of course people don't do outdoor stuff they are they're already open-minded to the fact that you know their bikes will be muddy so i don't understand where she you know why she kept lamenting on the fact that the the the, the rims of the bikes could not be white because it was going to get muddy Anyway, anyway th- that, that that was that team, Unison. And then the other team, which was Empower, they focused more on, like, um independent women. Like, oh, you ladies, independent, throw your hands up, me. Okay, whatever. I'm not the single in my family, I'll let you know. But, um, you know, they targeted a female market, uh, a female audience, someone that's, you know, got a bit of money, that wants to go out, on their bike so they designed a bike that had like a basket on it personally i didn't like both of the bikes but saying that am i even a bike person like what do i know about bikes absolutely nothing i tell you so um it made no difference to me um but you know i did like the color the color of the team empowered the ladies bike it was electric blue Mm. Very, very nice colour. And, um, you know, they wanted to just market it to, you know, very, you know, affluent women that are ready to, you know, to spend money. And some of these bikes were, like, a £1,000 upwards. So, anyway, they went in, they designed it. So, there was a bit of drama where Team Unison, they had agreed on a mature bike and so on. And by the time the bike was done was designed their bike looked like a kid's bike i'm not gonna lie like no grown person wants to be walking around in a kid's bike for me i felt that bike should have been like neutral colors you know gray black white you know neutral colors you know if you're targeting adults it has to be neutral unless you're targeting especially if you want to make it something unisex, you know, it needs to be just neutral. They could have made it grey and black, black and blue, you know, black and you know, it just needed to be grey, 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 navy blue, neutral colours. And I don't know I hope you know understand what I mean, but this bike ended up ended up being orange and red. And it's like, who on earth is buying an orange and red bike? And also not only that, it had a logo of a rocket in front of it. So there was a funny part where, you know, they went back to the rooms and, um, you know, Tommy's is a project leader and he came back and he's like, what? You know, he lost it. He was like, I know, you know, the way he talks. Like, actually, I don't understand. When Tommy talks, sometimes I just wonder, is he talking like that? Like being cab- cabaret or what's the word? Like, I just don't get it. I just feel like, is this really how you talk? Because it just seems like, it just seems like he's in a play, like, yeah, all right, my game, look, like, I know it's cockney, I know, don't get me wrong, I know it's cockney, but it's just, like, does he not have a persona for, for work or something, or well, I don't know, I just don't get it, like, and this probably actually addressed this on my podcast, on, on one of my episodes, is, should we always have a persona, like, I think we should, like, I don't get this man, he was just, like, the way he talks, he just talks really loudly and everything is like... It just feels like... He's, you know when you're talking to yourself in your head? I feel like he talks to everybody as if he's talking to them in his head. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me. It really, 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 really doesn't sit well with me. Now, with that said, they came back and showed him the bike. And, of course, he didn't agree with it. And not only that, he didn't agree with the name. So, they quickly changed the name around to E-Fit. Um... And, um, yeah, it was OK. And they carried on and so on. So I guess the next and uh, um, team empowered, on the other hand, they were fine. Um, Ahisha, um, I do actually like Ahisha, but I just I'm never sure if Alan Sugar would be able to work with her because, you know, she just, you know, in this task, she really came across very micromanaging and um, very like you know one of those people that you're going to work with and they're going to want to be involved in every single stage in every single step and want to chime in their opinion in every single angle it's just like we don't need this you know we don't need this we don't need you to and also when she was pitching um of course now when they move on to the pitching no even before they moved on to the pitching it was just like Being very very meticulous, like oh, you know, very indecisive. Oh, can we change this to this bike? Can we change to that bike? And the team were just getting really frustrated with her. Like, oh, come on, woman, we don't have time for you to um for you to um be changing your mind every two seconds on the tires or the type of the tires of the bike that we need. And it was just like quite exhausting and watching her trying to put the team together and so on. And then, of course, when you move on to where they've actually had to stand on a stage and pitch the bike, oh my gosh, she was even more annoying there because she was just, wasn't even talking about a product. I've done a couple of product sales before, like where you have to sell products to B2C. And they tell you, get to the point. Like, people don't have time to stand there and hear you ramble on or talk about what's not relevant to what they've come come for. So you need to get with the program but she was just saying, oh yeah and then she had a persona or she had a branding for um the the person that owns the bike or something so she just she was calling them stacy or sarah or something she's just talking about you know she's profiling the ideal person that would buy the bike that's all nice but keep that in the presentation people don't need to hear all of that long story like it was such a long process i didn't even hear her talk about anything about the bike and then of course you had um, you had you know team team um, Unison as well. They pitched their bike as well, and of course instantly people were just saying, okay, the color, the color is not doing it for us. We are not going to be able to buy a lot because of the color, because the color is just the, 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 I for me that bike it just looked like you would have it in a in a neutral color, but then you would give the the customer an option if they wanted a, a customized or a best spoke color that you would have to make on request like red connotes danger right we all know that you know red is nice red is connotes danger and like nobody just wants to brand their products and they're brandly red like even though when it's done it's done in a very stylish way and If you don't get it right, you don't get it right. Red is not a colour that you play with anyhow. You play with it, but only if you can get it right. But anyway, you know, a lot of the feedback that they got was that the red was just too much. The colour was not appropriate and so on. Now, when it comes to you, to empower, I'm going to have to talk about Ryan Mark again. He was getting on my nerves. So this week, Ryan was getting on my nerves. Ryan Mark, Lottie was getting on my nerves um because Lottie is just a puppy like I don't know she just acts like a puppy and she just acts really like annoying and she just constantly just wants to have an opinion and it's like they said you know there's this saying that I've heard just throughout growing up it's empty barrier makes more noise and that always rings a bell on me especially when I'm in places and I'm talking a lot I'm thinking am I talking this much because I'm empty because I have a lot to give but i've had to realize i can yeah just because i talk doesn't mean i'm I'm empty but sometimes you do meet people that you know they just want to talk 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 like for me i've gone to that point where yeah i can give you a good talk but i can also shut up and listen to you and she just doesn't listen she doesn't listen and she always have this kind of um, personality of just showing people up and it's just not nice like I'm not, she's not my cup of tea. Ryan Mark, on the other hand, just kept complaining. He said, oh, the bike is not right. The bike is on, it's not right. My clients, I work with one of the top class clients. They would never, never have this bike. And it's just like, but this bike is not for your clients. So be quiet. Even though there may be a demographic, they're not your client. Be quiet. let boy. Anyway, yeah, those two, one to watch. Um and then um so yeah let's just move on to this day so they started now selling and also to add they all also had so as, as, as well as selling the bikes they also had to have um as well as selling the bikes they also had to um sell an additional product like an additional item so they decided to sell um unison was selling like like a like for like a, some kind of cycling costume and um, Power was selling helmets now not gonna lie as much as i said lottie is annoying she did make a good point to say why are we selling outfits because bike is just a given if anything bike is like a must when you're riding on a motorbike or riding on anything vehicle just the same way if you're in the car you should put your seatbelt on a bike is a must i mean a helmet helmet sorry helmet Helmet is a must, and she did point to that out. And, um, in all honesty, Tommy, big mouth Tommy, he just shut her down. Is it Tommy or Thomas? Big mouth Tommy, Thomas, whatever his name is, he shut it down. He's like, No, we're selling this outfit. And I thought, mm, Okay, whatever. But for me, I'm always thinking, from a producer or director perspective, maybe it within this project, they they can all it's come first, come first serve. Oh, I can't Basically, maybe both teams couldn't didn't have the opportunity to sell a helmet. You know, maybe in the task they only said... Like, Here are the selections of additional items that you could sell. One team picked helmet, the other team picked lycra, lycra outfit. So, I do try to think from that perspective. Because anyone would think buying helmets to go with a bike would make sense. But somehow, this team only decided to sell outfits. So that's that done and then of course they went ahead they started selling now these are high price black i think one of them was 1,700 the other one was 1,000 anyway it was very, it's, it's a high high product so they needed to sell as much as possible now for me, when I'm looking at it from a sales perspective, it really, really worried me that Thomas was not selling the bikes. And I think this was brought on in the boardroom. Thomas did not sell bikes. He was selling their outfits. And, you know, since day one, I think we all know Thomas to be the salesperson. You know, he's a sales guy. And why is he not selling the highest product? That was a bit creepy. Not not creepy. That was quite odd. But anyway, they all went in. They was all selling. um, And they all sold. You know, they all sold... Funny enough, Aisha didn't sell that much. So funny, Aisha, who's the product manager, product manager, she didn't sell that much. She really failed in selling. Like I think she only sold about four. And you had um, Karina who sold loads, but unfortunately, Karina reduced the price. Actually, she reduced the price, um, increasing like she reduced the price. Um, I think she went from she was supposed to sell it at one thousand seven hundred, and she ended up selling like maybe loads of units for like nine hundred. Which is good, but she did it very early on in the project, in the task, and Aisha wasn't too pleased about that. But I just thought, oh, be quiet. At least she sold something, you know, because with these things you need to sell, you need to always sell. Um, and then Thomas, on the other hand, who is a project manager for Unison, he basically was selling clothes. Like clothes that were worth £100, instead of him putting himself in a place where he's selling high price items i didn't get it like maybe i don't know it's weird with that because i thought maybe with him he just felt intimidated to sell those products because i don't know i don't know i don't know why um but he's very confident in talking about money selling you know haggling you know thomas will haggle with you anyway they sold they sold they were selling to retailers now someone else i wanted to point out Lobna, she was awkward. Like, she could not sell to save her life. Bless her heart, though. She did say she's a finance manager or finance person. So, you can understand, like, this is just not her cup of tea. And if you worked with finance people before, or you know people that are, like, financial controllers, finance manager, bookkeepers, all these people... They are just number-crunching people. They're not... A lot of them are not really out there. Of course, that's, stereoty- that's stereotyping. I'm sure there's many finance people that are out there in your face. But you just know that she was way out of her comfort zone. Like, it was awkward. Anyway, what else? Anyway, so the task got to an end. And it was time... Um. It was time for them to go back to the boardroom. So they went back to the boardroom. And, of course, the usual... Chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat. Um, Karen and Claude, they read out the... You know, what their team had sold and stuff. And so, I'll give it to you. So, Unison, Unison, they sold about £400,000 worth of items. Including the outfit and the bike. Where Whereas Empower, they sold... Wait for it. (laughs) They sold about 1.2 million. Yes. They won. Not only won, they kicked us. They, 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 they floored the other team. They, they killed them. They was like, no, we are going to win you. Like they won. So they did really, really well, which is really, really good. And um, of course, if you've lost, you're going to come back to the boardroom. And if you won, you get a treat. So, um, they went off. Um, I mean, Team Empowered, they went off and got a treat. Then I see Ryan Mark that was complaining the whole time in this task that the product is not right. See him laughing and giggling, having fun in the race cars. I'm thinking, oh, mm, mm, you like that. You like that now after you spent the whole episode just complaining and being bitter. But now that the team has won. You're all up for it. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. So team empowered won. So congrats to the team. Did a great job. Now back to the business of things. Um, Team Unison have lost. So of course um, Thomas and his team. Have to go back to the boardroom. And just talk about why they have lost. Now this boardroom scene was not that tense. It was very calm. Um, You know. Thomas or Tommy, he was literally sweating. He was sweating, like, he was stressed. And um, uh, Alan basically did say, "Okay, why didn't you... Why was you not selling the bikes? Why was you not part of the people selling? Like, what happened? And he just said, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Lord Sugar. I don't know. And little Sugar's like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, well, I I just don't know. I trusted the team and they let me down. And, And it's like... Be quiet, like be quiet. Like I cannot stand even me, I cannot stand myself when I blame my actions on other people. Like that's just one of the worst things that can happen to someone as a human being when people sit there and just blame you for the things that's happened in their in their life or in their situation. And even when I do that, like even when I feel that I want to blame people, I just think so deeply, like what did you do? Even in fact, If you're going to blame somebody for your life or anything, you need to realize. that you need to identify what you played in that. You know what I mean? So, I don't like. I didn't like when you were saying. I don't know. They let me down. They let me down. No, no one's let you down. You was not quick on your feet. You was not attentive enough to know that you should be on the other side where you're selling one thousand seven hundred pounds worth of bikes, rather than wasting not wasting your time, rather than selling like crowd that's worth 100 pounds like where's your head at like for me if he had anyway i'll get to the next way so anyway they went back and forth and back and forth marianne on the other hand the american lady she was not having it she was ready to go for thomas she was just like no thomas you're not a good leader she went in on him you're not a good leader you you're 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 a dictator you talk too much she was just going in on him because she she was marked as a sub sub-team leader and because of that Thomas feels like she failed she failed in the task in terms of them getting the product right what let them down was the product the product was not right the product was not done properly you know and that's why people didn't buy you know retailers couldn't identify with the product and of course Marianne was in charge of um was was in charge of the design and also in charge of the selling but then that said it still doesn't matter because Thomas always made us to believe that he can sell anything. You know, he could sell ice on Eskimo, he says. So, he should have made sure that he was selling those bikes. But somehow, he wasn't selling bikes. He was selling clothes. And he was trying to put the blame on and She was not having it. She tre- She she shredded him apart. She's like, nope, I ain't having it. You're not good. You're rubbish. You don't need people. And it was quite deep. She caught him. She caught him deep. Um. Anyway, back and forth, back and forth. I was surprised Lottie you know Lottie pipes down she really does pipe down and another thing about Lottie which I forgot to say she did sell she sold really highly and at some point I think she always gets um dazzled when it comes to numbers and stuff and I think in one of the scenes that she was selling and I think the client said oh should we buy more for a certain amount of price and she was looking at the team member whether that was a good move yes or no and um they were like you know this she was looking at ryan and marianne and somehow it was just awkward it was just awkward and they were like no just keep it keep the deal that you've got now and marianne oh god i saw i saw that toughness in her she said to him she said to lottie look if you're looking for me for confirmation for what you should do you're not going to get any So you need to do what you need to do. Probably not in those words, but she did let her know that, look, you can't rely on me to make decisions that you should be making. And if you're not quick on your feet, that's your problem. Like, don't look at me to help you, which is a bit harsh. But anyway, going back to Lottie, I do find it funny. When she's in the boardroom, she pipes down. She's very, very calm. And for me, I would have loved her to be taken into the boardroom, to be taken into the boardroom because she's just very disruptive. Like, she's very disruptive. Like, I don't think she's a good team player I don't think anyone should be working with her. She should just go back and become a librarian. And yeah, personally, she's not my cup of tea. But anyway, when Thomas was asked, who would you like to bring back to the, to the boardroom? He chose Lubna and um, Marianne. To me, why would you choose Marianne? Because Marianne, we haven't seen much of her. Um, yes, she was a sub-leader, but trust me, she was a sub-leader, but trust me, Lottie and ryan were the ones just designing this bike which is her fault because she should have taken ownership but if you're working with these two people you're just going to leave them to it. they just you know because sometimes working with people is all about dynamics it's just saying people that you might work with but you're not going to work with them really like you're just going to stand there and just listen to what they say because you're just thinking can i really be bothered to go back and forth with this person no and i think that's where she was at in that task but anyway thomas decided to bring back marianne and lubna which for me um lubna yes lubna already said it uh, she said it earlier on in the episode she said that she feels like she's not doing that much she feels that like she hasn't put much in, effort in and she and she needs to pull her fingers out because if she doesn't she would be going into the boardroom and she guessed right so and i feel like she was the least person like that really wanted like this was not and make or do for her because even when I watched the after show she said that she was really happy to be fired like she was just ready to get back to her normal life and get back to her kids that's what she said so which I've really given it away anyway so they took her back so Thomas took Lubna and Marianne back in the boardroom they talked and talked and i think the key issue with them was one Thomas was selling clothes he really shouldn't have been doing that he should have been exercising his sales muscles in the bikes, Lubna did not do much, which was identified and when Alan, Alan did ask her what did you contribute to this task, and she said, I come, I contributed myself, we were thinking duh, who else was you going to con- contribute, you were going to contribute your invisible friend like, what are you talking about, of course you're, you're there, what do you mean, and Marianne shady, she said, well if that's all you've got to say, I don't agree with it, no, anyway whatever, and Marianne Marianne didn't get much heat, you know. The only heat that she's getting from Thomas is she, they didn't listen to the brief and they signed the wrong product. Now, you know, Alan. I don't know. I feel like Alan has a soft spot for Thomas. Yeah, personally, I think he has a soft spot for everyone that's that is British, that is typical Brit. No, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it like it is. It's my podcast. I can say what I what I like as long as as long as it is politically correct. For me, he wasn't gonna fire Thomas because Thomas, I don't know, is, is British and he talks like the way he talks and yada yada yada. And I don't know, he didn't want to fire Marianne. And the only person he decided to fire because he thought he actually said he said, "I don't see myself working with you," which goes back to what I've been saying that a lot of the time, I'm sure Alan Sugar has a copy of their business plans and he's, and you know Alan Sugar wants to work with people that have the same personality. Even if it's not outwardly, but inwardly. Like, some people can have the same personality as you, but they might they might display it in a different way. Like one of my good friend, she's really calm. She's not loud. But listen, when you talk to her and you're just having good time with her, she is like me. She's, you know, I'm just really ah, and she's just really more a bit quieter. But trust me, the things that comes out of her mouth and just her sass is just the same. Anyway... Not about me, but I'm just saying that Alan probably just did not have any relations with um Lubner and he just personally just couldn't connect with her. So he told her, said, you know what? I'm sorry, you are fired. So Lubner Fahan got fired and she's back at home and that's about it so this episode is a bit longer than usual but yeah that's my little review do I think it was fair that she was fired when I think about it yes she did she already said it listen I'm not doing much you know I haven't contributed much so she's already put herself out there just to say she wasn't doing much so it was good though she got fired um if she hadn't got fired who would i have wanted to have been fired lottie definitely lottie lottie or the other team ryan mark if the other team had lost i would have wanted it to be ryan mark or yeah ryan mark him because he was just complaining and that's just, that's a, that same thing that solomon did last week that we were not having it But anyway, guys, that's about it. And, um, oh, yeah. So, towards the end of the episode, Alan Sugar went into the mansion. And that was scary. I actually thought maybe something happened and he changed his mind. He wants to fire somebody else. But that wasn't the case. He just wanted to go in there to brief them for the task for next week. But, yeah, week four, hmm, it's not that tense yet. We still have 12 people left in the running. And for me, it's getting a bit warming. I hope it picks up a bit a bit more. We need to get we need to start separating the boys from the men and just start having the big guns. And when I'm thinking about the big guns, I don't even know who are the big guns. Like I don't know who I, I'm just thinking, hmm hmm, I love. Um but definitely I feel like um Gemlin, Gemlin is a big one. Um maybe Lewis Ellis, you know, is a big one. Marianne's a big ten. is a big contender, I feel like. Um, and maybe Thomas, you know. We've still got a couple of them left, so we've still got a long way to go. But anyway, guys, that's enough from me. Uh, like I always say, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you're at. But all you've got to do is keep going and your big break is around the corner, guys. Until next time, bye-bye. you for listening to deborah's corporate Heart talk you can visit my website at www.deborah.tech. follow me on all social media platforms at deborah's hard talk and to get involved in all the conversations please hashtag deborah's hard talk and remember guys keep going and your big break is around the corner until next time bye bye